Hello and welcome to Historical for another trip through words and time. Today we're talking Mondays. What they are, where they came from, and the many reasons why they suck. If you can relate, please join us on Facebook and Instagram, join in the campaign to scrap them all together, and subscribe so that you can join us again every Tuesday. If you went to school, have a job, read Garfield comic strips, listened to the Boomtown Rats, or are a person, you know that Mondays are an exceedingly average day of the week. Unless you're one of those very motivated social media influencer types, who go in for seize the day and carpe diem and never miss a Monday quotes, laid over sunset beaches and soothing whale noises. In which case, I invite you to leave an assignment too late, drink too much whiskey, and set your alarm for 4am, so that you can reconnect with the rest of us mere mortals on the ground. But there are a few very real historical questions here. Knowing about them probably won't improve the quality of your Monday, but it might liven up all the days in between. The first question is, how long have Mondays sucked for? And that, unfortunately, is a slightly tricky one to answer. The short answer is probably since about the early 1900s. Before that, the concept of a weekend as a period of rest was sorely non-existent. In which case, Mondays probably felt a bit less harsh, but every other day felt a little more so. Put more pessimistically, every day was Monday. This was a time in which motivational Instagram montages probably would have come in super handy, but were sadly also non-existent. Now, of course, ancient religions like Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, amongst others, had been observing a Sabbath for a long time before this. But there are two caveats here. Firstly, this was only on a Sunday for Christians, and only after Constantine said so in the year 321 CE. And secondly, for most religions, the Sabbath forbade only unnecessary labor on the day of rest. I need hardly point out that until the first and second industrial revolutions, a lot of labor was undisputedly necessary and daily to boot. With the increase of industrialization and the simplification of labor in the 1900s, however, came a more organized work week, more money, and more leisure time. Admittedly, a lot of other things cropped up too, most of which were worse than Mondays, but let's leave that for the moment. Although workers had to work long hours in factories and on production lines, they often had time off in a way that couldn't be achieved, say, on a farm. Larger numbers of people also tended to have more expendable cash than they'd had previously, opening a window for people to profit off of leisure activities. Consumerism exploded, but so did things like vaudeville, amusement parks, and spectator sports. This was, quite possibly, the worst thing to ever happen for introverts everywhere, for whom leisure was suddenly and irrevocably ruined. Now, technically speaking, Mondays have been around a lot longer than 100-odd years. And like a lot of other things that suck, we made them up. There's not a lot of hard historical fact for this, but many people like to speculate that the concept of a seven-day week may have originated with the ancient Sumerians some 5,000 years ago. This is largely because they appear to have been practically obsessed with astronomy, astrology, and the number seven, and not necessarily in that order. The Sumerians were conquered by the Akkadians, and then by the Babylonians, by which time there is some hard evidence for the 30-ish day monthly cycle, calculated around the lunar cycle. I say ish because their months were even more iffy than ours. A new month couldn't officially start 
until the new moon had been definitively sighted by the night shift priest. So occasionally, in the event of inclement weather or falling asleep on the job, the month had to drag on a bit, by which time I hate January might have been a more common refrain than I hate Monday. This, of course, made things like banking and remembering your anniversary very tricky. Fortunately, they had a whole other civic calendar for these petty details, which didn't actually make things easier, because A, you had to remember two calendars, and B, it was made up of 12 months of 30 days, which didn't quite add up to 365 days, so occasionally they'd throw an extra month in just to spice things up and balance it out. But even with this, there's very little concrete evidence to suggest that ancient Babylonia was where the seven-day week really kicked off. Other scholars have argued that it was an invention of ancient Judaism, borrowing the rough number of days in a month from the ancient Babylonians, and then organizing them all around the Sabbath. There were a few other rivals to the seven-day work week knocking around the ancient world. The Egyptians were quite keen on ten, and the Etruscans had eight. Personally, I'm willing to bet that post-industrial revolution, these extra days would almost certainly not have fallen on the weekend side of the clock, in which case the song might have gone, I really, really hate Mondays. Now, speaking of the song, the second important question, what did the Boomtown Rats have against Mondays, leads us to even darker territory than the ancient world. The song, which reached number one in the UK for four weeks in 1979, and is ranked as the sixth biggest hit there for that year, was based on the tragic Cleveland Elementary School shooting in San Diego that same year. On the morning of January 29th, Brenda Spencer a 16-year-old girl who lived across the street, started shooting at students who were waiting for the principal to open the school gates. The principal and a school custodian were killed, and eight children and a police officer were injured. Brenda was charged as an adult on two counts of murder and assault with a deadly weapon, and sentenced to life in prison. Rather bizarrely, a reporter managed to reach her on her telephone before she was arrested. Asked why she had committed the crime, she uttered the chilling words, I don't like Mondays. This livens up the day. Bob Geldof, the lead singer of the Boomtown Rats, had sometime previously been contacted by Steve Jobs to perform for the Apple company and had been mulling over the concept of electronic chips in one's brain ever since. This weird combination of circumstances inspired the song's opening lines, the silicon chip inside her head gets switched to overload. Speaking about how the song came to be, Geldof told journalists, I was doing a radio interview in Atlanta with Johnny Fingers, and there was a telex machine beside me. I read it as it came out. Not liking Mondays as a reason for doing somebody in is a bit strange. I was thinking about it on the way back to the hotel, and I just said silicon chip inside her head had switched to overload. I wrote that down. And the journalists interviewing her said, tell me why. It was such a senseless act. It was the perfect senseless act, and this was the perfect senseless reason for doing it, so perhaps I wrote the perfect senseless song to illustrate it. It wasn't an attempt to exploit tragedy. In later years, Galdoff expressed a regret for making Brenda Spencer famous through the song, but by then it had hit the airwaves and become part of the popular consciousness, and it was too late. There's no easy way to segue out of the scope and tragedy of an event as horrific as this, but to avoid turning your Tuesday into a Monday... I'll leave you with two slightly more cheerful musings. The first is this. By the end of the 3rd century, the Romans had instituted the seven-day week throughout the empire, and they'd attached planetary names which evolved slowly 
into the names we still use today. The days of the week were called Saturn's Day, Sun's Day, Moon's Day, Mars's Day, Mercury's Day, Jupiter's Day, and Venus's Day. Now in this model, the week starts with a Saturday and ends with a Friday, which would go a long way to screwing up your Saturday, but otherwise the order checks out. The bit that gets weird is summed up nicely by the title of a treatise written by Plutarch in about 100 CE. Why are the days named after the planets reckoned in a different order from the actual order? As Greg Jenner puts it in his wonderful book, Ask a Historian, this sounds to me less like a philosophical essay and more like a drunken 3am Google query. And he's not wrong. To backtrack slightly, there was a lot of debate amongst early astronomers as to the order the planets actually appeared in. Given that they thought the moon was one of them in the first place, this is unsurprising. But they mostly concurred that the order went Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, the Sun, Venus, Mercury, the Moon. They called this the Chaldean order, and it was, they thought, the sequence of slowest to fastest moving planets. In which case, the week should have gone Saturday, Thursday, Tuesday, Sunday, Friday, Wednesday, and finished up on Monday. In which case, we'd hate Saturday, Thursday, or Tuesday, depending on which weekly layout you choose for your calendar, but certainly not Monday. Plutarch's treatise was lost, but we think we know the answer to the original question. By the time the Romans started sticking their noses in and naming things, they had attached a god to each planet. They wanted to give each god-slash-planet a turn to be honoured, so the seven-day week worked out quite well for them. Less well in hindsight, obviously, but never mind that. But they also felt that the first hour of each day, 12am to 1am, was the most important hour of the day, and that this hour was ruled over by a particular planet. And the planet in question was three planets down on the Chaldean order from the day before. So if the sun ruled over yesterday, today would be the moon, then Mars, then Mercury, and so on, which gives us the sequence we go in today. Personally, I strongly disagree as to the importance of the first hour of the day, and can usually be found in bed ignoring it. And the second question I leave you with, which Greg Jenner also raises, is this. Why on earth would Garfield hate Mondays? He's a cat. Thank you for joining this episode of Historical. If you enjoyed yourself, please head over to your streaming platform of choice, subscribe so that you never miss another episode, and leave us a rating and review so that we can continue to tell cool stories. You can also come and find us on Instagram and Twitter at historical underscore podcast and join the Facebook group, which is an excellent place to tell us which words you'd like to hear next. Join us again for more words that shape the world every Tuesday.